Hey guys, excuse me, welcome back to another week of Imani Talks Astrology. It is Imani. Um, I thought, you know, so like the whole like, this is your host name that's not Imani. I thought about that for a second. I'm like, this idea is not original. Not that ideas need to be original, but I'm like, I've heard this somewhere. And I realized um, that I had heard that on the read. That's not a good or bad thing, but I was like, okay, interesting. But I want to do something different. Um, so I've consistently on Twitter for like a couple of, like about a month now have been doing like my love language weekly. And usually it's just in jest. Um, and sometimes it has not been. Um, but I think that's what we're going to do. So, to start over, my name is Imani. Welcome to another week of Imani Talks Astrology. This week, my love language is... Autumn. And I think that's a good segue into the beginning of this episode. Happy Libra season. Happy fall equinox. I can't believe we're here, but we are. One thing, so I just got back from the Chesapeake herb gathering um it was in jefferson maryland which is in frederick county literally like miles away from west virginia um it was amazing it made me realize how and i to somebody people that i've talked to were probably like oh she said this to me yes i did the world is a very small place it is a very small place And I can't help but see that every space that somebody connects me to or that I intentionally connect to, at least at this point in my life, always brings me back to the same people. Um, And it feels good to know that I am a part of a community with varying interests, but that shows up in a lot of different spaces that I'm in and I'm able to enter spaces and create and build very genuine bonds with people because in a way it's like their soul family. Um, Yeah, one of the things, uh, there was a um, room meditation that I participated in and the practitioner had said something that was very profound to me. Hold on one second while I eat food. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. It's just sitting in front of me and it looks really good and I couldn't help myself. In case you're wondering, these are none of the things that this this person said. Anyway, um, and I keep eating. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, I'm gonna stop. Self control. Okay. Um, yeah. And she was talking about releasing. Um, and she said, when each fall, um, a whoa, my voice. Um, trees shed their leaves. Um, and they never hold on to the leaves because they know that they're not meant to have them anymore. So even in nature, we see this, uh, the idea of resistance, I think has a lot to do with the fact that our ego allows us to step outside of the natural way of being. Having an ego and being able to have consciousness in the way that we do as humans allows us to step outside of our nature. Um, Nature is love, right? Which is why it it naturally changes and adjusts uh, with the cycles that happen. And Saturn just went direct um, a couple days ago. And as I had mentioned, for those who listened to that episode, there is a couple of different conversations that we will have with different parts of ourselves as the sun, Venus, I think Mercury's already did it, um, and Mars all meet up with, and the moon, duh, um, all meet up with Saturn, um, in which we come to a place where we realize that the current patterns and this previous way that we sought after harmony and balance does not work for this next cycle. And just like trees, we will also have to shed leaves and we cannot resist, right? Um, In Dane Rudyard's An Astrological Mandala, the first six signs of the zodiac which are, of course, I'm not trying to search Antonio Brown. I am searching an astrological mandala. Thank you very much, Google. Um, the first six signs, Aries through Virgo, represent one half of this cycle. Um, and the... Where are you? Yes. And then the second half of the cycle is Libra through Pisces. And the first half of the signs um, are referred to in what he calls the individualization process in which there are two acts, that of differentiation and that of stabilization, right? 
when we I talk to people about their birth charts, I break things down into quadrants. And so the same idea exists within this as well. Anyone who's had a reading with me knows that the first six houses of your chart I will refer to as the waxing side of your chart. So the part in which you are gaining awareness and then the waning part, which is the seventh through the twelfth house, um, which is about the application of your awareness. In those two sections, um, the act of differentiation to me is that in which you come into a subjective awareness of yourself. In stabilization, the second act, so the, the fourth through sixth house, you come into a space in which you are able to, based on your understanding of who you are, determine what it is that you have to give of yourself to other people. And then in the second half, it is all about bringing that part of you to the world, right? So we've now entered the process of collectivization. Libra season is all about relationships, um, business relationships, friendships, partnerships in general. I think I've said this before, maybe I haven't. Um, Adrian Murray Brown had said that the smallest unit of humans is not the individual, but a relationship to people. And I think I've mentioned that this idea um, of two making one, like the Spice Girls song, right? Um, union is something that happens internally, but also happens externally as well. And Libra season will show us what can come from union, what can come from harmony and balance internally, what we need to be in harmony, in balance, with people outside of ourselves, but also within ourselves as well. The rising sign in astrology is representative of where the sun is coming up over the horizon or where what sign or it's representative of the place that uh, shows you where your what was over your head when you were being born, right? But the rising side of the chart is where the sun comes up, right? So it is about new beginnings. It is about um, what sparks and comes from places. It's about things suddenly appearing. So kind of like when you're born, you just, your head, oh, they're crowning, it's showing, right? It's kind of like uh, when the sun is rising, right? And you kind of see it on the horizon, rising from the horizon. Your head does the same thing out of your parents, birthing parents' vagina. Um, and... It has to set. And so the thing about modern astrology um, is that the that is lost a bit in translation and I found in, in my learning about traditional astrology that the seventh house of the descendant is the setting place. And when we think about things in terms of equinoxes and the vernal equinox in spring during Aries season is all about birth. 
all about things coming up, things rising. The plants begin to reappear after disappearing during the summer. And now all of that comes to an end and everything begins to die. The setting place. But of course, we know that death is not the ending, but a marker of a new beginning, a marker of an opportunity to reintegrate your new idea of self into the remainder of the year, right? 2018 is over. 2019 is now really about preparing you for what's to come. And there's a lot of uncertainty, but there's also a lot of assuredness that we have about what the world will be like in the year 2020 and beyond. Collectively, but also individually as well. So this episode is going to be centered around some of those conversations that will come up within ourselves, with other people, around what leaves are ready to fall um, and what we really need, what we truly need for harmony inside, but also with others as well. I think it's going to be a fun season, even though my tone probably does not communicate that very well to you. Um, I know that I will be traveling the first week of Libra season. You're probably listening to this as I'm in a city that is not the place I call home. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back and we're going to talk about maybe eight different things that are happening of course we're going to talk about the lunations quarter moon full moon new moon we're going to talk about the ingresses that are happening this month i believe mars and libra is maybe the only one that we may be talking about major aspects so saturn conjunct the south node for a final time as well as pluto going direct and i think we're going to talk about that vaguely because there's going to be an episode about it in the next couple weeks all right thank you all right we're back so let's get into it so there are a couple of things um that have happened over the last uh couple of days (laughs) prior to this podcast being recorded that i think are really important to kind of uh necessarily ground well yeah kind of ground this this discussion I accidentally left at home I'm in Boston right now um some of the other things that I wanted to talk about but it's fine you know these things work out the way they're supposed to anyway as we discussed during the Saturn direct episode um there are lots of follow-up conversations Um, that the planets will have with a direct Saturn, right? And one of which happened on the 25th, um, which was 
what's it called? Um, Venus square Saturn. So they met up and there was a reassessing of your relationship, um, your relationships, but also your relationship with beauty, money, self-esteem, appearance, um, and really having to kind of assess if those things can be brought into the next phase and what in this moment you can do to bring harmony to that part of yourself, right? Um, and so it... I am distracted, sorry. And so it it's a whole kind of process there, right? Where it's like, okay, we have these boundaries um or these as i had you know talked about before guiding principles that we've really set for ourselves but like how dedicated are we to sticking to them right um and this is tested very early on in the season and it will be from what i've seen in the charts increasingly difficult because we realize the reality of the world that we have to test that out in right it's not all you know, candy apples, roses, pumpkins, and apple picking, right? Again, the idea of, you know, this being a season, a setting season, it being about endings, um, and reassessing what it takes individually for us to withhold, to hold and stand into, to be able to move into this next phase and this next cycle. On the 27th, there was an opposition between Chiron, oh, today is the 27th, hey y'all, um, between uh, Chiron and the sun. And so it highlights a lot of the issues related to how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about where we are, are we where we want to be, um, and if we're not, what parts of ourself are we sacrificing um, for other people? Um, what ways are we just people pleasing um, and saying what people want to hear and neglecting our no- own needs, right? Um, in a way that ultimately is diminishing a part of our identity and further feeding into the identity wounds that we hold, right? And so it can be a little bit easy on this day for there just to be a kind of weird feel in the air and it just kind of feeling like, you know, are people looking at me funny? Am I accepted in this space? Am I doing enough? Is this enough? Is this getting me where I would like to go? You know, and it's kind of being able to take an inventory of the relationship transactions that you have with people. Again, sun in in Libra. And the awareness of how that is or is not really kind of feeding you. And really being able to assess, you know, are the things that I'm delineating my time and and energy to really kind of feeding the core of who I am. And there may be a kind of a little bit of indecision around that. And there may be even a tendency to feel very, like you just, like you just have to get it right. Or you have to have it figured out now. Um, And if you don't have it figured out now, something's wrong. And that's not true at all. 
Um, and so there could be a lot for some people coming up in relation to, you know, relationships with important men, with a husband, with your father, with even a grandfather um, as well. Um, and assessing some of the, the core wounds that those experiences have had on your identity or some of the ways that those people have kind of impacted your the again the way that you feel the need to show up in the world it also kind of talks about the wounds that kind of exist from the space of you not being able to fulfill or chase what it is that you want um or kind of a twisting of of your willpower um and what you see for yourself for the sake of other people, right? There's definitely a, a kind of element of self-sacrificing um, here, wounded hero kind of archetype that I kind of see here as well. And just being aware of the spaces in which maybe before you would have put a thousand and one other people and things before yourself um, and being able to assess where that comes from or feeling like you need to have the answers for people and not having them and, and being okay with that. Um, let's see. In the wee hours of the morning tomorrow, we have the south node conjunct Saturn for its final time. Um, this is the second, yeah, the second one, I believe. Um, actually, it might have been three. I don't remember. Um, either way, it's the last one. And so the energy around that is about releasing limitations, releasing boundaries, releasing fears that you have. A lot of times these are about the things that you need to hold yourself accountable and responsible for. There may be some sort of major decision that you've had to make or some final thing that you've had to kind of, not final thing, but one thing that you see that's important that you really have to let go of, um, that you're really being asked to do at this time. And it can be very difficult to do so, right? Um, because there is, again, in this reassessing of this value, your relationship to with uh, your self-esteem, with your money, beauty, relationship, your appearance, blah, 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 all of those things with value, period, you know, from that conversation that's been had between Venus and Saturn, as the the aspect is, is separating, it's becoming time to really think very concretely you know okay what has got to give and what do I really have to do at this point in the day it's 2 27 a.m Washington DC um is the location on the ascendant we have Leo um and it's sextile to the sun I wrote how am I maintaining a life that honors myself in this moment but also for the future how does that require me to show up for other people. Um, and so it's not necessarily a changing of yourself for others. It's more so realizing this way that you need to show up to ensure that you're in right relationship with other people and that you can continue to maintain and honor um, what it is that you need for yourself. Again, it's about the maintenance. The maintenance um, that it takes to really uphold the boundaries um, that you've kind of set for yourself and the, and the life that you've 
you know, this one way that I've kind of talked about Saturn being that it, it rules architecture is life building. That's what we're participating in right now is this process of being able to build and create a life for ourselves. And so with this sixth house Saturn, um, the toil that is maintaining your integrity and boundaries, a reminder that it is not easy, may feel pressure or like it's a never ending process because it is <laughs> something that drudges on um, and it feels like it will never stop. And to be quite honest, that is true. And so it's this knowing that you will constantly be building that you'll constantly be reassessing, that you're gonna constantly have to kind of tear down things that don't work anymore and put back in place something else, right? When you think about those like home renovation shows, they have this very beautiful plan for what they want the home to look like, right? And you see as they're building the home, all of the kind of snafus and things that kind of come up. Oh, they discover that the foundation is cracked. They discover that they need to redo the piping because the home was built in the early 20th, you know, all of this shit, right? And so, and even after that, there is still maintenance that has to be done. Um, Ira can recall um, my parents having to, to buy a new water heater for our home. Um, this was maybe back in like 2015 or something like that. All of these things that happen over a long period of time, the maintenance that it takes to, you know, flex and work with a building and a space. And even then, you know, if you think about like a house, that's like a, um, again, going back to another reference from my childhood, you know, we had a two bedroom house with an office, um, when, uh, in the, in the master bedroom. Um, of the home and when my brother was born they converted that space into a full bedroom and they had to drywall it to make a wall they had to insert a door um, to make it an actual room and so all of that to kind of say the process doesn't stop at the moment that that foundation is built there are a thousand and one things that will happen whether it's now or in the future that will constantly test and put the pressure on you so again how am I maintaining a life that honors myself in this moment but also for the future and so it requires a you know even though Saturn is about rigidity it also does require you to be flexible as well right um and in a way kind of it it showcases and shows the the flexibility that will be needed to be able to continue to build and create this process. There is a lot going on in the third house. So the sun is in the third house, the moon is in the third house, Venus and Mercury. So there is likely, you know, some people may be visiting their family this weekend or having important conversations with family um, and loved ones. Um, it's also conversations or environmental factors that make this difficult will be apparent. Spending clarifying time away from home, <laughs> examining the relationship between you and someone else, confronted with the ground rules of other people. So, it. I wonder what made me write that. Oh, yes, because the third house. So the third house is also about you know, um, 
The third house is also about the relationship between a host and a hostess, which is why I put um, the relationship between you and someone else. And I also, you know, the, the third house is, the fourth house is related to like the city. And so lots of times the third house can be things outside of the city. And so, you know, it may be that you have circumstances with roommates or other people in which you all are having to reassess your boundaries. And that would make sense given the fact that, you know, if you're in a house or in a space full of people that have been quote unquote doing the work, there is this assessing of what relationships, what the relationships between the people in that space have to look, and this can be anywhere, this can even be in a work environment, you know, what do the relationships between people who are occupying that space have to look like in order to make it work for everyone and to be able to honor the needs of everyone in that space and with the Libra element it's about fairness and having to really assess what is and is not fair um, for people in a particular space and you know if there are things that are unfair that are that are happening you're being called to you know if you're paying too much money or if your valuables are not being taken care of in that space um, if your words and your opinion um, if your emotional well-being is not being honored in that space, being able to have that discussion about that, we have the moon and Mars are conjunct each other. So it could be an emotionally contentious day in which there are <laughs> arguments with people about the environment, or there could literally be actual arguments about the environment, a continued conversation. So I think even what we'll see, what this kind of looks like on a a national scale um, is what are the structures and the things that we're willing to do as a society to protect our environment that could be a discussion that's happening in your city that could be a discussion that's happening in your country and remember environment isn't just like nature it's also like again where you live your neighborhood wherever it may be so there may be things that kind of come up there and there being this kind of major point of release ultimately in which a lot of kind of structural things that exist ideas around capitalism are just seen as not sustainable anymore um, and there have being a choice that has to be made to choose to do something else Mars is trine um, Pluto or in a separating trine to Pluto so it's very easy that you know if you've had a discussion with someone or there's been like a need to or kind of like a push towards a certain um, thing that needs to be shut down or a, a specific boundary that people have or a pattern um, that is disempowering whether it's that you see in, in the workplace um, or within your relationships um, wherever it may be um, that you felt the need to kind of take down or tear down or you've seen it just again is not sustainable anymore it's very likely that it's reaching an emotional peak um, in which whatever was decided or whatever kind of happened or came from that whether it be positive or negative has sparked some sort of um emotional chaos or upheaval it could be very possible that this is a day where um we see some news about uh, more news about men um and women um Sorry, I'm just looking. Yeah, uh, men and women and abuse of power. 
and this is a theme that may um it's it intensified it's it's separating right and so this conversation will be kind of continued in terms of of fairness uh regarding men and and their in their use of power and they're just it's seemingly being a lot a lot of emotional vitriol there because you have to think about it this maintaining a life that honors myself in this moment but also for the future you know it, it that can be done in a positive way but for people who are trash it's not done in a positive way right and so what I kind of see overall is there being like this really big theme around buckling down the thing with Mars square um, Mars trine Pluto is that it's very very easy for people to really kind of sink their feet into the ground regarding their decision. It can um, look like uh, violence. Um, it can look like crime. So I definitely would say, you know, there may be on the news a, a spike in conversations regarding um, violent crime um, or um, trauma related to crime that you can see. And and if that's something that's being talked about, it's the emotional um peace that comes up we could see a lot of things around emotional advocacy advocacy for women um that are things that may kind of come up in this time and again this is on the 20th this is the day of the new moon and then in the afternoon at 2 26 p.m actually hold on one second um i just want to look up the sabian symbol for saturn I feel like we've talked about this before. It's the same degree that it went direct at. I'm sorry if my, that my blocked out my sound. You can hear me. Yeah. An ancient bas relief carved in granite remains a witness to a long forgotten culture. The will to unearth in our culture as well as in any culture what has permanent value and to let go of non-essentials. In this stage, we are shown the procedure which enables us to gain a deep and thorough appreciation of social cultural processes in their most enduring forms. What is needed is penetrating and courageous insight found upon a valid historical perspective. This applies to an individual, uh, applies to the past of an individual's life as well as to the history of a nation or a group. What can you carry on? What can you move forward? By the time that we get to the um, new moon later on in the day, all of this fun stuff has shifted from a Leo ascendant to a Capricorn ascendant. And there is a giant ass Cardinal Grand Cross. And so the question is, how are we going to handle this, right? We can handle this... <laughs> by being diplomatic, by being fair, not in a way that compromises ourselves. I think with the Libra element, it can be very easy to be very wishy-washy and want to compromise for yourself. But we're being asked with an, a Capricorn ascendant to lead with um, responsibility and accountability. To ourselves and to maintain our boundaries. Sorry, I had a hard time reading my notes. When the North Node is in the seventh house. So what emotional dependencies in our relationships need to end to make room for healthier rela relationships? And again, going back to that idea of the on the 25th, doing the reassessing of, you know, your relationship to your beauty, to your relationships, to money, self-esteem, appearance. What can 
can these things be brought into this next phase? Of course, the answer is no um, <laughs> for a lot of stuff. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it's like, again, reframing. And again, the question is, what in this moment can you do to bring harmony to this part of yourself? I think this is a really good question because it, it doesn't ask you um, to do anything out of the ordinary or extreme or, you know, or profound, but it asks you what is good enough in this moment, right? If you're someone who, like, maybe you participate in a lot of negative self-talk, right? And so just deciding, you know, it's one thing to be like, I'm not going to call myself stupid anymore, but to be able to catch yourself when you're doing that and be like, you know what, that's not a cool and that's not okay for me to talk to myself like that, right? It, you know, it's just like really simple things like that, right? I think... The, and I say whatever is okay in this moment because what I see is there's Venus in a sextile to Jupiter. So this can is about expanding ideas of love, of money, of value. Um, it also can be a day in which you spend too much money. It also can be a day where you overpromise. Where indulgence is very, very... Um, you know, it's, it just can be really easy to kind of slide into that, especially with Jupiter in the 12th house. It can really be easy to kind of get caught up in our, in our unconscious drives related to things and be pushed in that direction. And so I think it's a great day for, for introspection. I think it's a good day to intentionally, um, unplug, um, and maybe indulge in a way that's different, if that makes sense. Maybe it doesn't have to be about spending money on things, um, uh, but maybe it can be about the quality of time that you spend with yourself, um, the quality of the time that you put into different parts of your day that allow your you um, to feel honored. Um, you know, again, expanding ideas of love, expanding ideas of money and value. Um, in a way that isn't necessarily superficial, but allows you to kind of see and understand those things in a way that's different than just consuming. I hope that made sense. Uranus is an aversion to the new moon. Um, and so what security and stability needs are shifting below the surface? How is that impacting your idea of value? And so what I kind of, and I say below the surface, Uranus is in the fourth house. And so it's the, again, the space from, from which things come from. And so it's like an, an assessment and a, and a realization, or maybe even like a, a sudden realization of where some of your ideas around value and security came from. Um, and kind of seeing and being able to discard some of those and realizing like that just doesn't work for me and that's not what I want or there being a sudden change in your security and your stability and in your home life for some people um, or people around you and there being this um, large amount of uncertainty regarding money regarding value um, and having to kind of you know in the back of your mind that's kind of what's going on while this new moon is like harmony balance you know like let's think about you know what we need to, you know, what's the, again, what are those things that we need to shift and, and release um, with our thinking about um, 
our relationships, about money, you know, but it's like all of these things in the background also are impacting that as well. And so in this search for harmony and disharmony, in this search for harmony um, and balance within this area of your life, you may kind of realize how fickle or how untrue that is. I definitely kind of had this moment for myself. Um, I was talking, saying with a, 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 a friend um, outside of Boston and you know, talking about the way that we spend money um, as a society is built to kind of maintain not what we dream and what we want, but ultimately to continue to build and maintain whatever is happening in front of us, especially when we're working within a, a capitalist structure, right? For example, I went on Instagram just, you know, to look and see, and I saw that someone that I went to high school with works for Facebook, and they got to travel, and they got to go to this, you know, new, you know, to, to go look in their different offices and stuff like that, and that was very interesting, but I'm like, this is all under the guise of what you can and cannot do for this company, is that's allowing you to be in these spaces. So the parameters that allow you this opportunity to expand in this particular way and to gain value, to have access to and see beauty is through, again, very kind of uh, dependent on what you're able to give to this company, right? Even at the, the company I work for. We have, you know, giant ass company meetings every year where I get to go to like a different city to, you know, basically for free. But like, is that enough for me to stay in this space? If the terms and conditions that allow me to be in this space don't honor who and what I am in this current moment or who it is that I want to be, but ultimately maintain and kind of is a... a in a way a price to pay to be able to be in in this space you know is that good enough and and will that be good enough and for me no it's not that's not enough you sending me on a trip somewhere is not good enough for me to continue to be loyal to you especially when I don't you know make the money that allows me to have the space to do whatever it is that I want to do to build that next area of my life I don't have energy to do that because all of my energy is spent on you, right? And so for a lot of people, it may be assessing that relationship with work, right? Where does my idea of money come from? What things in my current environment right now are contributing to the ideas um, of money that I have? Um, Aries, uh, Chiron and Aries is in the third house. So there is a really large element of um, your identity and your current identity, the uh, and the one that you're trying to to heal and 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 transform, uh, butting heads with this new idea of the life building that you're trying to do, right? And having to realize the pieces and the parts of yourself where something has to give to be able to get to that next place. There's not a lot of water or fire in the air. So it can be a day where things, or just the overall tone, well, just based on this conversation that we've just had, is feels very um, serious. However, there's like no fixed energy. So there may be a feeling of like going nowhere fast, is how I put it, where it's like, okay, like 
I have to make this decision, I have to do this thing, but what does that even really mean if nothing is really happening at the speed that I want it to, um, if it's not really making sense the way that I want it to, this seems to be a very kind of cutthroat decision-making process and not really one that honors my feelings or necessarily even my passion, but it's like all of that is currently in the short term. I think with the lack of fire and the lack um and the lack of um water is that you know we've talked about this before in terms of uh muddying the waters right it um it's needed for motivation it's needed for for fervor it's needed to to build a connection to some of these things in ways that make sense but i think with the lack of those things in the air it also makes room for us to honor the big picture and be able to make the decisions that are needed to be able to get there, right? Um, Alice Sparkly Cat um, on their blog, um, if you go back, I think this came out maybe like three months ago, um, they talked about um, the relationship between air and earth and how it's like a mountain with mist at the top, right? And how there is this overall sense of the big picture right we see the mountaintop we see you know the mist we see how high it is and it's just this awareness of okay if this is what we're looking to do these are the things that need to be done to get there so there definitely is a very kind of serious tone to this new moon it's not necessarily it's not a bad one it doesn't feel bad but it does feel serious right and there is maybe a bit of conflict in terms of again this idea of really just wanting to be really um indulgent and and have fun in that way and it's like that's cool but that's not what's important right now it's just not um the full moon is at five degrees and 20 minutes libra let's look at the chandra symbol A man, <laughs> a man watches his ideals taking a concrete form before his inner vision. The need to visualize clearly one's dreams or ideas deals in order to make them truly effectual. According to a French proverb, what is well conceived can easily be formulated. The process of interior visualization can be quite essential, except in the case of a creative individual has become totally pure of the descent of spiritual power and a clear lens through which the archetype of the mind of man or God can be projected without distortion wherever needed. In other cases, the creative act is less direct. A man projects into the world what he has seen reflected on the screen of his individualized conscious. It is a phase of interior formalization in preparation for a creative projection of one's ideals or, or concepts again speaks to the seriousness the next couple this next week is going to be very very packed the first week of october um it's literally one thing after another every single day so it may feel very just as like a fair warning it may feel a bit chaotic um because things are just moving very, 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 very 
very, very quickly. And lots of things are changing and it can be a little bit difficult to kind of catch up. And so I will say, you know, the first couple of days we're just like ruining in this new moon energy. We were being asked, okay, cool, you want this, you want to go in this direction. What is it that we're willing to do to get there? Where are you holding yourself responsible and where are you being accountable um, to yourself and maintaining your boundaries um, to be able to build the life that it is that you want for yourself? So that is a really big theme around Libra season because it's like the uh, when you're in relationship with other people, and that's another in platonic, romantic work, whatever, it is an opportunity for you to practice. That's where the, the magic and all those things, you know, really happen. And, and you really are have the opportunity to test and see how dedicated you are to you because people can twist and bend you in, in whatever way, um, right? It's just a matter of will you fold? Um, not that it's like something that you that you're losing, but it's to be intentional about that um, is incredibly important. What it takes and so with on the 3rd of October, this is the last one I'm going to talk about before we go on a quick break. Um, what is the, it's Mercury? So on October 3rd, Pluto is going direct and Mercury is going into Scorpio. So it is a very, very busy day. Um, hmm, I'm still deciding if I'm going to do the Pluto direct episode. Sorry, I could have had that conversation with myself in my head my bad so what is it so mercury um i'm sorry not mercury uh virgo is on the ascendant so what it takes to fix maintain the self um and so it is all about self-preservation and the systems and routines that you put in place that allow you to do that right and it's kind of about you know how virgos are just very like i know the right way to go about this and it's like okay you can know but are you willing to do it right and not get too caught up in the in the vacillating um nature of things so um mars is at 29 degrees virgo so it is about to enter um libra and it's going to enter libra on the next day so that's going to be one really big um energetic shift it is in a trine to the midheaven um which is at zero degrees Gemini, exactly, which is cool. Um, Chiron is approaching a opposition to, or I'm sorry, Mars is approaching an opposition to Chiron in Aries. So it's an intensification of an, how indebted we feel to our wounds. Feeling indecisive about how to handle trauma could start to loop um, emotionally or vacillate. It could be a difficult day for those who are healing from trauma related to sexuality, sexual abuse, um, or violence. And it, this is a theme that I've seen over a, a, a couple of different um, transits because these are things that cut deep into our identity and how we feel about ourselves and what risks we are and are not willing to take especially in terms of maintaining boundaries, especially if you're someone whose boundaries have literally been violated by someone else. And so I think that's worth important to name because um, I think that's for a lot of people what adds an, another layer of, of difficulty to to these transits and to um, Libra season and, in, and, and um, Scorpio season as well, where it's like, 
I want to to do this but like where am I being too rigid and where do I need to be softer where is my you know body responding to and 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 acting in a way that that aligns with you know something that has happened in the past that is not happening in this moment but it still doesn't feel safe um and so there is a lot that will kind of come up regarding that during the season I do just want to let people know about that the first week of October will be um a little bit difficult difficult um in terms of uh uh, dealing with or 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 those those wounds coming up as this um, opposition is is intensifying, and so there it there may be a sense of frustration because you know with Pluto direct it's like an awareness of you know things that need to be healed structures and boundaries in our lives that have you know we've thought have kept us safe. Um, but have ultimately been disempowering or kept us caged in or kept us locked in. You know, Pluto in in mythology, we think about um, Persephone um, and how Persephone was, you know, taken in, well, she was raped and taken to the underworld and was not allowed to to have access to to the... Um, to the the upper world to to earth um unless it was on on his terms in a in a very specific way right and so it's a an acknowledgement of the way that these things kind of control us and and the way that we express ourselves and show up and for a lot of people it can it's if that particular circumstance doesn't relate to you it's about it could be about work um, and it could be about, you know, the tasks and the skills and the things that you have to offer, the way that you serve people, if you're in the service industry or you're in a service-related job, and just realizing how little control you have over that um, and how little control, you know, you're given over over yourself and, and having to really kind of con- confront that. And in a way, it's about with when things are in the eighth house, it's about the way that you feel indebted to people where it's like you're giving, you're giving, you're giving and you're giving second house um, sun and and uh, Mars. You do so much for other people and there's so much value that you bring to others that there isn't a lot of energy going back to what I was just saying. There isn't a lot of energy energy that you can put into fixing and maintaining and preserving you right um and so being able to kind of uh, assess that and there may be an in a uh, a bit it may be a bit difficult to kind of look into that and and address that um because that's some some deep and that's some heavy shit um i think we live in a world where we would like to think that we have a lot more control over ourselves than we actually do um but unfortunately based off of the way that the world is kind of exists there are so many things that create relationships of dependencies of of disempowerment um even the way that consumption is framed is like a need 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 it's always something outside of you that you need that has to be you know satisfied um in order for for you um to you know uh i don't even know if this is making sense but they're always having to be something outside of you um, person, an idea, a, a system that has to be honored and thought of even before you can even think of yourself, right? And so there is a really large energy around, okay, now that I see that, what is it that I'm going to do moving forward? Boundaries are hard to maintain 
when you're, yes, your boundaries are hard to maintain when your body is telling you something different, right? It's hard to want to, you know, do the freelance thing when you need food, when you need somewhere to stay, you know, um, it's hard to step into and make that next step or assert this particular boundary or this, this certain, build this certain part of your life when there are literally things, whether it's ideas, physical people, whatever, that are kind of standing in the way there. I think the Mercury, the Midheaven at um, uh, at in Gemini is really encouraging people to be crafty um, and is encouraging people to be a bit um, embodying of the trickster energy, right? If there is a will, there is a way. Um, and being able to be a bit inventive and, and thoughtful um, about the way that you're able to kind of navigate these, even if it's just a, a matter of just talking um, to someone. And with that, the depth of and Mercury has moved into Scorpio on this day. Mercury will be in Scorpio until December. I just would like everyone to, to know that. <laughs> it's a very long time, um, but it's going to be there. Um, the depth of what you we think, what we share, and our attitudes around our environment being... Around being, uh, our environment, being a visitor in a space... Um, the ground rules of others, um, we can read between the lines. Let me say this in a way that makes sense. This is just the notes that I took. There is a depth perception that Mercury in Scorpio adds, in my opinion, um, in which it's not just about what you can see and what you can hear of something it's the deep knowing that you have especially about other people and so if this for you is coming up as as something that's deeply related to interactions with other people it's a, again a knowing like you know this doesn't feel right something about this interaction doesn't sit with me and I'm going to take a step, the space to go a bit backward so that I can kind of look at that for myself. This is a lot of things that we're also looking into is we're being asked to assess what expenditures, income and things that you have available in your life to assist you. It's likely that other friends, business partners and others um, you connect with can provide you with value. So that's another thing to think about. It can be really easy to think about how indebted you feel to, to other people or how indebted you are to other people. But there is a need to kind of step back big picture, right? Um, the Mars trine, uh, Mars and Gemini trine, um, uh, the midheaven, midheaven in Gemini. Um, being able to assess what is the big picture, what is it that I can step back and take away from this situation? What is else could I see about this and what other resources are available to me that I may not have been taking advantage of? Centered around how we deal with trauma of life and how that impacts how we show up in the world. How limited do we feel in our being based on the outdated, disempowering, and harmful paradigms? How do the ideas, thoughts, attitudes we bring impact this? So there is a really large um, element of how responsible you are. Again, that the um, 
to continuing to kind of maintain these things. It's being able to see that you do have options, even in a space in which it may not feel that way. And it may take a couple of conversations. It may take, you know, a couple meetings with people, some very practical, tangible things um, that you do with others that allow you to see, you know, relationships from what I can see with all of the, the air serve as a really big opportunity. So I would say this is a good week to go out and network. It's a good space to find spaces and communities. Yep, um, North Node in the 11th house. Um, finding um, communities and spaces that honor this part of yourself, that honor the part of you that's like, oh, this is the way that I can see myself making an impact in the world. The life that I'm building for myself, it would look a lot better if it went this way. I can see these people being able to add value in this way or being a part of this space. And even if it's not right in the end, that's absolutely fine. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. This episode is clearly going to be very long. Um, We'll be right back. Okay, so we're back on Friday, October 4th at 12:22 a.m. Washington DC. So for some people this would be Thursday, right? Um Mars will Mars rural will enter Libra. I think it's worth mentioning that Mars is in detriment in Libra. What does that mean? Well, um typically uh, Mars works better in the opposite sign, Aries, and the sign next to it. Scorpio. Um, When Mars is in Libra, it can cause indecision um, and weighing of options in a space um, that's meant to be forward moving. So it could be that you're really caught up in between the, the things with Libras is that they see all sides of things. And so that can lots of times stop them from acting it's very like two of swords energy right where it's like oh I see both sides so I don't know what to do and it's like (laughs) that could be frustrating um obviously um there is a really big ask to focus on home and the emotional landscape um the unconscious drive um regarding like what you know emotional security you need um regarding how you've redefined um success for yourself how you decided that you need to be nurtured and nourished and how you would like to nurture and nourish is all kind of operating in the background but again what's your being like in a way cancer ascendant with your heart on your sleeve Um, And there being a lot of complexities that have to be faced in terms of emotion, in terms of relationships. And again, this idea of being able to to see both sides um, can really um, point to why it's very difficult. Mars conjunct the IC. Um, So indecision regarding home and family, what can be done in the short term, especially Um, and having to kind of go back and forth between those things. Exploration of where the relationship self comes from, a need to be more rooted in harmony, emotional security um, that we can provide to others and the self and vice versa. Um, And so there are a lot of questions around, okay, when I show up as myself um, and what I'm doing, you know, who am I doing this for? 
who am I doing this for? What is at the core of the why? Um, Is this being driven by my ideas of what would make what I'm doing valuable? Um, Is this being driven by how people expect me, again, to show up in relationships? Or is this being driven by um, a, a deep understanding of, you know, what it is that I really need for myself and what ultimately will really kind of build um, and maintain the life that I'm trying to to create for myself and so that can be a very difficult kind of question I can it, it to me it kind of points to um, how there is to be quite honest a lot of weighing about things that that we're kind of naturally gonna have to go through as we're kind of building and, and working our way up to um, 2020 and I think you know a lot of this kind of contemplative slow moving energy that I I kind of feel um, and see in the chart just kind of shows how important and how intentional we must be but not to the point where we've pushed ourselves to a stalemate but to the point where we can genuinely really think about what it is that we're doing but also again we have that opposition between Mars and Chiron intensifying so making sure that you're not doing this based off of wounds and not avoiding um you know avoiding particular decisions or or particular things um because it feels like it's unsafe um or will lead you down that, you know, a, a similar path or cause similar experiences. Um, a, just an assurance and knowing that you're creating and building from a different space. That you have the opportunity to do so. And you should, quite frankly, leap into it. Um, not necessarily leap. I think one thing that I do see, Mercury is opposite Uranus. Um, or approaching an opposition to Uranus. And so it, it can be easy to make very emotionally chopped from our indecision still feel the how am I going to say this from our indecision that we feel about the way that we're acting it can be really easy for us to maybe try to pick up on or gain the answers from other people um, and and other things um, possibly even family members, and it can be really easy for us to let the opinions of other people and other people's insight and ideas really kind of shift um, or rock, I guess, in a way, like rock the boat in terms of like what we actually should um, be doing, right? And so just kind of being aware of that, I definitely think the person that you should always defer to and think about is yourself and so a really big part of you know the the, what makes Mars and Libra so um, difficult is that it becomes a doing becomes a mental process rather than a physical process right fire is the physicality the physical version of the the masculine energy it is the the spark it is the thing that goes and so it can uh, also lead to just the same kind of vacillatingness and really trying hard not to get too caught up in that um and so some of the questions that I put were Venus so Venus is sextile to the moon so what do I need to feel what do I need to create um and so it's an opportunity for you to indulge um some of the 
That can go two ways, right? Because when, when there are positive aspects, it's about the condition or the treatment of the planets that are there, right? So with Venus sextile to the moon, if your value system is, is related to lack, then you're only going to kind of ruin and expand those feelings of lack, right? Um, if you feel like you're not good enough or something isn't possible, it can be really easy for you to spiral into that emotional space. That being said, it could further exacerbate your indecision and your uncertainty because while you're weighing both sides, you're not necessarily weighing them with a sense of reality. You're weighing them through this, um, I guess, filter um, of what your insecurities are telling you, what your wounds are telling you, and what trauma is telling you. And so it, it will become increasingly difficult, quite honest, during the, the season to be able to kind of dissect and pull apart what part is that, what part is this, and making sure that you're not not necessarily falling back into anything. You don't have, that's not something that you have to be worried about. But just being able to catch yourself and realize that. I think, you know, the slowness is there because you have time. Um, but also these are some the, some deep asks of you and some deep healing work that needs to be done as well. Venus is square Pluto still. Um, and so the relationships <laughs> um, that suck us dry <laughs> um, or suck us in or that are very emotionally intense um, that cause or um, cause traumatic experiences or may um, bring back up traumatic experiences that need to be healed. Um, It's also at its best an opportunity to see the potential for healing that a relationship can bring, right? I'm not, this is, if somebody or something isn't worth building with, I don't, wouldn't sit here and tell you to try it, right? But if there is being able to a really big part of this is being able to discern your ego your ego from your love-based self, right? And that's why the, the Cancerian North Node energy is kind of working in the background. And there being this, this really big need to kind of like take a step back and just kind of, again, remembering the big picture, remembering why. Why are we doing this? Why is this important right now? And what is the important work that I need to do or that needs to get done? There was so much more that I wrote. There's a really big element during this week of... Aha, yes. So the relationship between the moon and the sun and the moon um, during this... this, um, these couple of days there is a waxing yes yes a waxing present and so it's about struggling out of past conditions and dependencies which seem to hold on to us right and so with the sun and sag the moon and sagittarius on both of these days it's about the emotional risk taking and expansiveness we have to embrace to shift and transform our relationships increasing your capacity to feel is hard many of us 
Many of us are numb for safety or have been taught to try, taught to trim back our emotional landscape, um, may say or do the wrong thing impulsively will bring opportunities to examine where it is coming from. There were a couple of things that I had listened to. So Amanda Ellis talked about um, getting rid of the story. It was her latest video that she published. I encourage you to walk to it, <coughs> to watch it. And I think for some people, not all, if this does not relate to you, it doesn't. If it does, it does. Um, I wrote how many days, um, how many times a day do we use our trauma um, or some other experience or seemingly relatable experiences as a crutch or a means to connect deeply or to feel understood? Um And, you know, what parts of that are necessary? Um, and how can we learn each other more expansively? How can we share ourselves more expansively? What story, origin stories, myths um, are we outgrowing? Right? What is the story that you tell yourself that keeps you indecisive? Right? What is the story that you tell yourself that keeps you from taking that risk or making that leap um, or making that jump, right? So in terms of the emotional landscape, while you've been asked to trim back certain parts of it, we can kind of think about it in this way, right? Where it's like the grass has the desire to be tall and beautiful, right? But we're constantly trimming it, right? But we make space for the, the flowers and the, all the other parts um, of the, the landscape and the garden to grow. Um, and maybe it doesn't need as much maintenance as we think it does. Maybe it doesn't need to be packaged in a very specific way to be given to people. Maybe we can allow ourselves it to grow the way that it needs to. Um, and from there, be able to appreciate the beauty and the rawness that's there, right? I think for, for lots of us, there is a way that we're used to or okay with being received or a way that we're okay or that feels safe to show up in the world. And it seems as though we're being asked on many levels to constantly really kind of question that and change that. And a part of that has us re-examining, you know, what are the things that, you know, the, the things that trimmed or cut us back when we needed to or needed the space to kind of grow, right? And being able to take those things head on and say, no, this will not happen anymore. On the 5th, which is a Saturday, we have the first quarter moon in Capricorn. So changes being made in the environment in order to break out of past conditioning, tearing down old structures and moving out to build new ones. This was an interesting one. I was um, in a cafe when I was writing this down. So with Jupiter on the rising, is Jupiter is rising, Jupiter's on the ascendant. So there is a focus on growth and expansion. Um, you may feel a burst of energy and a drive, um, but the sun and moon is asking you to be serious. 
However, there may be a bit of indecision and fickleness. Keep big ideas, I wrote, keep big ideas to yourself. It can be easy to feel very down or uninspired. Um, The day may be a little bit confusing, full of many ups and downs. Wanting to be wanting to move forward with optimism but hit with the emotional reality of circumstances there can be an air of um, depression and anxiety that a lot of people may feel Um, it may kind of feel very three steps forward five steps back Um, when the moon meets up with with saturn a little later in the day um, it's like being asked to be emotionally responsible you can't get what's yours if you're still bending for others and so there's just this a whole the whole you can't have your cake and eat it too right where ideally yeah you could but with this it's like no you can't (laughs) sorry and so it's kind of frustrating um the the energy because it's like what well what can I have right Um, And so there's a, it may be a day in which there's a disconnect from self. Um, There is a disconnect from value. Um, There is a disconnect from, you know, what things you feel are accessible to you to make and build the life that you want for yourself. You may feel like those things are lacking. Um, And I think it's just... um, it's like I want to do this thing like I can see this thing and it's like it's just a very like very very difficult day and it's a day that people will likely be a little bit kind of frustrated it's a day in which it will be very easy to to make people upset as well um and so I would just encourage you all to be aware of that in this way I think a lot of people will will likely need someone who can just be a friend um, and someone who can just kind of be there for them. Um, if that's not what you want to do, it's also a good day to kind of spend alone if you want to do that as well. Um, it's another day in which you're kind of being asked to, to give up um, more things or reevaluate what else needs to kind of be gone. Um, the sun is slowly catching up to Saturn. So again, it's going to be time again to look and see what about you and what people expect of you is holding you back is that what's making it difficult is that the emotional reality that you have to face you know facing that like oh this is major like oh i'm asking to or i'm I'm asking myself to make some really big decisions um how possible is that if I continue to show up in, in this way? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, this is one of my favorite um, degrees. Oop, next one. Children blowing up. So, so this is Libra, sun, 13 degrees. Children blowing soap bubbles, the cultural fantasies through which young minds dream of perfect fulfillment. It is a symbol of imaginative play, which foreshadows the ideas of global man, the man of plentitude. 
right? And so again, we're trying to lead with optimism. And I think, and we'll see when we read the Capricorn part, what the, not the holdup, but yeah, to be quite honest, what the holdup is. A fire worshiper meditates on the ultimate realities of existence. The subjective quest for ultimates beyond the interplay of life and death processes. This is the third symbol of the 57 sequence. It brings us to a stage beyond itself. Are we ready to take this step with the masters of yoga? which the masters of yoga claim to have taken to experience death and return to the same body are we ready to demonstrate man's will to transcendence and so it's it's a big picture of like you know sure you can imagine and and have this idea of what life could be but what is it that you're willing to risk and do to get there so again the intensity of the emotional landscape and the intensity of you know the the emotional um, nature of what it is that you're trying to build your, for yourself and, and how real or how serious you can be or that can be. And that's not easy, you know, to, to, to kind of mull over. To be quite honest, I can see exactly why there's depression and anxiety in the air because it's like, this is fucking, you know, how... It- <laughs> this is fucking impossible that's kind of what it it, that's what it seems the energy kind of um seems to be showing me is that there's just this like well how the fuck am I supposed to do this right and and a lot of energy and time has been spelt spent imagining and this could be a week especially given the fact that so much is is changing where you it just doesn't feel as positive there are lots of squares in the air and so lots of things feel impossible and while squares you know ask you to be creative in your solution making I would just encourage you to take your time and take as much time as you need there is no rush Um, but also just knowing that things are slowly falling away and that may be a bit difficult um, to to wrestle with but it's something that's happening and it's something that's there um let's see On the 8th, Venus will enter Scorpio at 1.06 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from Washington, D.C. Again, we have um, Jupiter on the ascendant and we have a a Sagittarius rising sorry for that long pause I forgot I was recording for a second anyway um so at this point the sun has left its square with Saturn and so now we're being asked to step into our relationships with our emotional depth and there becomes an awareness of who can and cannot hold you and so there are is conflict regarding which parts of yourself are shareable um be careful not to take on too much un too many unnecessary emotional burdens there is a really big air of like well if no one can take me in this way that I will give myself to no one or I can't be around people (laughs) you know whatever I don't know and whatever it may be um Venus and in Scorpio people are, are familiar with this this dynamic where it's like I feel Um, and I feel a lot I have a lot more depth than you 
than anyone, you know, being able to say for yourself, you know, I have a lot of more emotional depth um, and reasoning behind, you know, why I show up the way I do, why I look at value in the way that I look at it. You know, there's so much, there's an entire story um, that's behind that. But the thing about Venus in Scorpio is that it is in detriment, right? Um, because we're not meant to hold on or be burdened by um, our emotional dependencies. We're not meant to be burdened by what we feel, our stories. These are things that we're supposed to let go. Um, and these are not things that should hold us back from being able to provide and give our entire depth. And if people can't take it, they don't need to be around, right? And being able to be aware of that. Um, there's definitely a lot of really positive relationship aspects that come. We have another approaching Venus. Who? Venus of Uranus opposition. There are some relationship surprises in the works yet again. Um, and we'll see those kind of play out, I think, especially during the full moon. Yes. Um, or even the days, um, a couple days later on in, in, in this week, there could be breakups. Um, or breakthrough so suddenly being in a relationship or suddenly being out of a relationship um because of things that have kind of surfaced especially some of the conversations that venus i'm sorry that uranus had with um mercury when they were opposite one another and some of the thoughts and ideas that kind of came up some of the things that you know again in terms of mercury in in venus and the emotional depth and the depth perception that's there and being able to read between the lines lines or make assumptions about what people are saying or thinking that could lead to some sort of explosion um or blow up um between two people um it also could again be something that's very clarifying or a very kind of clarifying breakthrough about money um, or a realization of how much money you do not have, or realizations about debt, um, uh, realizations about ultimately all of the things that are out, you know, either taking from or uh, uh, taking from or uh, being applied to the certain, the, the current status that you possess or the status that you're hoping to possess. Um, in the near future and so being able to kind of assess those it's all about wins and losses um as venus um enters scorpio difficulty knowing how to so the intercepted we have more interceptions so capricorn is intercepted in the first house and um Cancer is intercepted in the seventh house. So there is a difficulty knowing how to prioritize the self um, and how to prioritize others. That kind of ties in really nicely to what I just said. Um, and um, ooh, hold on. Um, there being a difficulty being able to to determine or really make concrete goals for yourself um or there being a difficulty that you feel in in your ability to nurture and honor yourself and all of these things are okay because it is a a difficult day um hold on one second 
the moon is in Aquarius and the sun is in Libra. So that means we have a It's a gibbous moon. Oh, a waxing gibbous. Analyzing previous self-expression to find a better technique through which to understand your personal part in relationships. Sounds like I just mentioned something related to that. And so it's like, again, there is this difficulty there. With the moon um, (laughs) in Aquarius, it can make it really easy to compartmentalize your feelings and to go ice queen especially if someone is saying something to you um that shocks you or is surprising to you um or you may be asked or feel pressured to hold back a lot that's also another thing with you know people talk about Aquarians like oh they don't have emotions no they feel it's just the with the compartmentalizing it's like okay like this is what I feel but what can I do with what I feel right now and it can be really difficult to to put that or bring that somewhere because the ruling planet of the moon is intercepted and so it's very difficult to like tangibly access that information or that part of yourself and it can be a little bit difficult to kind of see like okay like I'm doing or saying or thinking this thing but like what was the long-term goal or purpose behind it um so I think going back to understanding that the intentionality here is to kind of change the way that you show up in relationships and not in a way in which you feel like you have to hide yourself but knowing that showing yourself can add something constructive and valuable to the relationship again Mars is still approaching that opposition to Chiron so there is the opportunity to delve into what's really been bugging you um, or eating you up. Um, what you've been holding back, um, a lot of internalized anger and frustration um, or realizing you've been um, unnecessarily angry or misplaced or your anger has been misplaced, right? And so kind of coming into the realization like, okay, yeah, I've been pretty fucking angry, but I've been very angry at the wrong person or like at the wrong thing. And being able to kind of trace and and find, you know, where that's coming from and what things in your immediate environment are contributing to that feeling. And for some people, that may be a person um, that's doing that, you know, and, and, and being able to name that. Um, or there being certain rules or things that you had the expectation to kind of abide by and you're just like I'm not fucking doing that anymore and that may be what somebody's saying um mercury opposite uranus so they you may some say some things that surprise others or you're overreacting based on what you thought someone meant and then I already had mentioned the relationship surprises are coming um It's 
just seems like a very like long drawn out process venus at zero degrees scorpio which is 30 degrees labor annoying okay Okay. Three mounds of knowledge on a philosopher's head. The fulfillment of man's power of understanding at whatever level of existence the person operates. What is at stake here is a holistic approach to knowledge based on universals. A true philosopher is a man who is able to understand, not merely know, the process of life as he comes to experience them directly. He is the man of wisdom, different indeed from the man of science. For while there must be knowledge before understanding, knowledge alone can be barren and destructive of wisdom. The peculiar symbol refers to, uh, of course, phrenology, which is usually considered a pseudoscience, but may provide significant indications. Number three always indicates a state of completion. The symbol implies a fulfillment of philosophical understanding, which obviously has nothing to do with academic degrees or the writing of successful treatises of abstract concepts. I think it's it, there's something to say about with Venus in um, in Scorpio. There, there is a certain when Venus is in Libra, and I don't mean superficial in like a, a negative way, um, but there is a, a tendency to kind of know like, okay, this is what's fair um, about circumstances, given that, you know, there are two people here and this person needs this and per this person needs that, right? And I think when Venus, you know, although it is in detriment in, in Scorpio, I think what it does, it is allows us to see beyond that and see people for more than just what they show of themselves, but for who they truly are. And, you know, we can talk about how much we know about people um, and how much and what we know about relationships. And there's a lot of things that make sense, you know, theoretically, um, but everyone is very different. And being able to be fine-tuned to the different, you know, relationship needs the the monetary needs the value needs the self-esteem beauty you know all of those things that differ from person to person and that come from I hope this is making sense um that come from a lot of different places right and being able to kind of honor that um in each person is incredibly important especially when you're trying to in a way you know meet people where they are um, but also know what is and isn't for you. And in a lots of cases, by being textbook and kind of going along with what we're told is needed, rather than getting to the core of what really kind of nurtures and, and fuels us, there's so much that's missed out on. And there's so much that we don't give ourselves. And in a way, um, to me, I think there's a certain amount of experience um, that we all have that can inform that process. I really hope that that makes sense. So it's like, uh, 
again, based on the changes that you're making to your relationships, it you can't defer to anyone else but yourself, you know? And and it may, again, you may feel the need to like, well, this doesn't make sense to share. And it's like, okay, maybe it doesn't make sense to share, but there's something about what you're feeling that's very important for this conversation. There's something that you're feeling that's very important for the way that this relationship is built. And so being able to kind of find that um, and being able to see where the spaces are in which you felt the need to hold back or stop yourself or withhold yourself, moving those things out of the way, moving the assumptions um, out of the way and being able to kind of see um, and understand what's kind of happening in front of you. Again, you know, some of the things that are said or done may surprise people, but it has a lot to do with the fact that they just are genuinely just authentic and really kind of centered in what it is that you need. I'm going to stop right here. So what we're going to do is this. I'm going to record the rest of this at a different time because I just do not have the energy. I'm very much so in vacation mode and I'm going to enjoy my vacation. We're going to talk about the rest of the season before the end of the season, I promise. Um, we're, I'm probably not going to do the Pluto Direct episode. It will probably be a part two of Libra season and we'll get into some other things as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your patience. I hope this was helpful. This episode just feels very odd to me. I think again, I'm in vacation mode. I'm not recording in my home. Um, so it's just a little weird, but you know, it's whatever. Um, if you would like to support, again, I have the PayPal link is in the description box. You can also purchase a reading or you can, of course, just share this podcast with someone else. Thank you so, so much. And I will talk to you all in a couple of days.